Thanks for tuning in to the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. On today's show, we look at the news, review a trade, look at what happened in the past, jump ahead to the future. This is the Fantasy Rookie Podcast. Hello out there, everyone in podcast land. If I sound a little deflated, you probably already know why. Um, today was the first day that I really didn't want to do this. So if it seems ru- if it seemed rushed, uh, today's show, I appreciate you still tuning in. I'm a little down because I'm 0-3, but um, check back with me next week and the week after that. I'm predicting a 10-3 finish for my team this year. I just have some uh, situational problems that I can't get around. But uh, with that being said... We're going to dive in. There's a lot happening in the fantasy world, so let's look at the news and see what's happening. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. The Tampa Bay Bucks have decided on a starting quarterback, but refuse to say who that is until closer to game time. They have Jameis Winston coming back from his three-game suspension and Fitzgerald, who's been lighting the world on fire. The head coach says that he wants his opposing team to... Prepare for both as an advantage. So we won't know until game time or maybe even closer, maybe tomorrow or the next day, who the actual starter is. I think they're going to stick with uh, Fitzpatrick. I think there's no way that they stuck, that they just throw Winston in after the three games that Fitzpatrick has been having. Um, Shady McCoy posted on his Twitter, quote, I'm playing. Next week against the Packers he has a uh, broken rib injury and he seems to think he's playing we're gonna have to monitor that I think Hans has Shady McCoy and uh, if Shady doesn't play then you're gonna want to go ahead and pick up his backup Chris Ivey who's still on the waiver wire if you have room for him on your team if not you can just throw another player in Baker Mayfield named the starter for the Cleveland Browns I think this makes uh, a big upside to Jarvis Landry this week. Um, I don't recall off the top of my head how his preseason went with him, but I think Baker clearly showed that he's the better quarterback. He stepped in. He led the Browns to their first win in 635-some-odd days, and I think that uh, that's going to have a lot of upside for everyone on that team. Alshon Jeffrey has been cleared for contact, but it's unclear if he will play. Uh, AJ Green, the head coach, says that he'll be ready to go for this week's matchup against the Falcons. Leonard Fournette returned to practice. Uh, still unclear whether he's going to play. Here's something interesting. The Patriots place Rex Burkhead on injured reserve. So this has a big upside to Sonny Michelle and James Whitehead. I really need Sonny Michelle to go off this week in order to give me a chance to uh, eke my first way eke my first win out of this season. Um, Handsome Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, is out for the season with a non-contact knee injury. If you haven't seen that play, go take a look. He's trying to get a couple more yards. He plants his foot on the sideline, and his knee completely buckles. Not the smartest move by uh, Handsome Jimmy here Um, for his organization, too, considering they paid him all his money. The Niners are really in a... uh, First round draft pick year, as they say, because uh, they lost their 
brand new running back that they paid a bunch of money to, and they just lost their brand new quarterback that they paid a bunch of money to. So, um, the season is not looking good for the Niners. Uh, that being said, they can still salvage something. There's still fantasy relevance in their. I think Matt Burita is going to come up in a big way. Um, he's already been doing pretty solid for Scott this year, and he'll have a better week probably this week. That's pretty much it for the news. I want to jump into a new segment we have called Fool, Cool Move or Fool Move, where we're going to be reviewing Mom and Travis's trade. So if you weren't paying attention, Travis traded Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham Jr. for Alvin Kamara and Rob Gronkowski. That is what we're going to be talking about in Cool Move or Full Move. Cool Move or Full Move? Cool full Move. Full Move, man. Why's that? So like I talked about before, in every trade there's a winner and a loser. That being said, it's different per team. What they needed uh, or the needs of every team are, are certainly different. I think Mom was a little upset at Rob Gronkowski for uh, underperforming. Travis had a problem at tight end because Evan Ingram is hurt. He went out and got it. Um, when we plug this into a trade analyzer online, it's pretty even, actually. Um, I do think Travis won this trade just because I think Kamara has those huge boom games and you can always count on Gronk for fantasy points. That being said, if Mark Ingram comes back and Kamara's 40-point games go down to 20 points and Mark Ingram gets half that, then Mom will probably be on the upside of this trade. So right now I'm calling cool move by Travis, fool move by Mom. And with that being said, let's take a look because it is waiver day. Let's see what happened in the waivers. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. So today is waiver day. And if you go on to the ESPN website, you can get a full report of what happened in the waivers on the app. It just shows you who got players, but on the website, it'll show you who bid for players and what it was. Let's just start at the top. Mom added Javarius Allen for a bid of $8, and I think that was uncontested. Um, I added Tyler Boyd with a bid of $7 and dropped Geronimo Allison to waiver wires. Tyler Boyd is number two in Cincinnati. Uh, I was hoping A.J. Green wouldn't start this week and he would be a really good um, flex spot for me. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Going back, Tyler tried to add Javarius Allen for a bit of $0 and he didn't get him. Quit being cheap. Um, Travis also tried to add Tyler Boyd but was uh, unsuccessful for a bit of $1, quit being cheap. Um, Hans added Will Disley, the Seattle tight end, and dropped Jack Doyle to waivers. Travis added Mike Williams for a dollar and dropped Dan Bailey, the Minnesota kicker, to waivers. I added Austin Eckler with a bit of $0 and dropped Jamal Williams to waivers. And... Scott added Andy Dalton for a bit of $0 and dropped Blake Bortles. So that's what happened. It was a pretty active waiver wire. I'm glad to see that everyone's going in on this, uh, go on, on our, in our budget system. I've heard uh, one or two complaints about it, but overall I think it's a good system. If you have any questions about it, just hit me up. Um, 
I won't tell you what my waiver bids are going to be before today. So like Travis called me yesterday uh, four or five times trying to figure out who I was putting a bid in for. And uh, now he knows. Okay, let's look at what happened last week. Scott was able to beat me by nine points in the Battle of the Winless teams. He moves to one and two. I am now 0 and three. Matt Bolton beat Uncle Johnny 118 to 89. Matt moves to two and one, Uncle Johnny's one and two. Hans uh, beat Tyler with a low score of 74 to 67. He lucked out for that matchup. Hans moves to three and zero. Tyler is now one and two. AJ ball out 122 to 74 versus Brandon. AJ's three and zero. Brandon's two and one. Travis won 97 to 76 against Mom. They are both one and two now. If we look at the standings uh, in the East, which has Hans, Matt Bolton, Scott, Tyler, and me. Uh, Hans is 3-0 in that, and I'm 0-3. Fun fact, though, I've had the most points scored against me by 40 points. So that means when I'm playing people, that of my three games, people have scored 40 more points on me than the next highest person. Um, in the U.S., which has AJ, Brandon, Uncle Johnny, Travis, and Mom. Brandon or AJ is three and zero, and Mom is down there at the bottom, tied with Travis and Uncle Johnny at one and two. Now you're probably asking yourself, "Am I disappointed being the only zero and three team?" Yes, <laughs> I'm very disappointed. But quote me if you want. I'm gonna set the world on fire on this ten-game win streak. All that needs to happen is I have to wait for Mark Ingram to get back from suspension, which happens the week after this week. And if Le'Veon Bell goes to any number of teams that they've been saying that have been talking trades with uh, the Steelers, you guys better be scared. I only need seven wins probably to get into the playoffs. That's what happened last year. And two more teams are getting into the playoffs uh, than last year. So all I have to do is say beat out Scott and Tyler, and I'm in the playoffs. So stand by. All right, um, Addy's getting a little fussy, so I'm going to quickly jump into the matchups this week, and uh, that'll be it for today's show. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. So I'm taking on Matt Bolton. Uh, the line on this one is I'm minus five, or maybe six and a half is what it's projecting. Um, Matt Bolton's 2-1, I'm 0-3. Uh, Matt Ryan on Matt Bolton's team is projected at 16 points. I think he'll go over that. I think his under will be Ezekiel Elliott, who won't get 17 points. His points on the year are 13, 13, and 11. Their offense, the Cowboys' offense is garbage. Matt also is starting Fuller and Hopkins. Uh, they've got a terrible matchup this week against the top-rated uh, defense for wide receivers. Um... I have myself coming out of this one, and I will be 3-1 at the week's end. Um, Sony Michelle is going to have a great week with no Rex Burkhead. He's going to go over 10 points. Um, and then I just need Keenan Allen to ball out against San Francisco. Uh, they're shot out uh, with their cornerbacks, and I think that they're going to have to um, 
start respecting that se those secondary receivers with Mike Williams. And Keenan Allen will catch a touchdown, hopefully two, and get some yardage. The other thing I have going is Pat Mahomes. I'm staying in the flames with him. Uh, he had 24 points last week. I think that was a little bit of a low week for him. Um, I'm hoping that he balls out and scores me a bunch of points. Next, Hans versus AJ. Hans is at 86. And, or no, AJ is projected 86. Hans is projected 83. Uh, I think this is going to be the battle of the Minnesota receivers. Adam has Adam, Adam Thielen versus the Rams first. Uh, defense and Hans has Stefan Diggs. I think their matchup is going to depend on who the Rams decide to double team and whoever the other person is will have whoever whichever receiver gets the higher points I think will win the week for that fantasy team. Travis is taking on Uncle Johnny. Travis projected at 95 points. Uncle Johnny only 76. Um, Uncle Johnny you really need to make some moves in order to pull a win out of here. I think Travis's team is uh, pretty lights out as far as this goes. They both only have one win, but uh, AJ's or Uncle Johnny's team really isn't that good. Um, he's just gotten lucky with players that uh, have balled out. Alex Collins and Tevin Coleman. I mean, as soon as Devon and Freeman come back, Tevin Coleman is going to be irrelevant. AJ Green's dealing with an injury. Deshaun Jackson... Has a couple good games, but uh, that's really going to depend on the quarterback situation in Tampa Bay. Travis Kelsey, you got a locked and loaded there, but Calvin Ridley, that's not sustainable. And Jaguars defense, I'll give you that. Um, you should probably put Leonard Fournette back into your lineup and take out Alex Collins. Because Fournette's projected to play this week. Looking to the next, we have Scott versus... Tyler. Um, they haven't really set their their lineups yet. Uh, Tyler needs to put a running back in, and Scott needs to change his quarterback. When Ch Scott puts Andy Dalton in his quarterback, he'll be projected at 87 points. No, that's wrong. Uh, he'll be projected at 80 points, and Tyler's still at 70. Tyler's in a bit of a pickle here in terms of a running back. He's got Saquon, which is good. That's the sixth running back on the year. But if you look at his bench, there's really no one in here that I would prefer to put in. So T-Bone, unless you make a move, you're going to drop another one and uh, go down to three, one and three. And then uh, coming back at the final matchup, we're looking at Mom versus Brandon. Uh, the line here is about even with... Brandon at 73 points and Mom at 77. Mom picked up uh, Buck Allen. I looked at Buck Allen and thought about putting a waiver bid for him, but he's he's really touchdown dependent. He's at four touchdowns in three games, but he does he just gets work on the goal line. His yardage is like 10 or, or 35 or 37 yards for the whole season. Um, I want someone who, and only, only seven carries last game. I want someone who's going to get a lot of targets, you know, 30-plus carries a game, um, increase my odds there. So I don't like him. Um, Brandon out at OJ Howard. Uh, he splits catches with Brait. So you're just hoping that when Brait, when OJ Howard gets the ball, um, he's going to ball out or that the ball's not going to Cameron Brait. That being said, this one's a toss-up. Um, it uh, depends on what the players do. So that's it for our matchups. Um, 
Thanks for tuning in this week. We don't have a question because none of you guys mailed one in or sent me a text message. So if you want your questions answered, I'll try and field them next week. Hopefully I'll be in a bit of a better mood last week. I know this was a short little podcast. Um, But you heard it here. 10 and 3. Finish. I'm going to win the championship. Uh, Put that in your pipe and smoke it. This was the Fantasy Rookie Podcast.